As if you didn't already know, you're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 117 with Carlos Capara. And today we're talking a little bit about branding. And that's not just branding your business, that's branding you who you are. Because believe it or not, people are always putting a brand on you and you know you can decide what that brand is. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. is going on men of abundance as i just said in the intro we're talking about branding today but don't turn us off this isn't just about branding a business while we are going to be talking a little bit about that we're also talking about branding yourself as a person as a man you know when people look at you you can decide what they see and you can literally tell people who you are and i think it's important that you do some people just let it go by chance Now, I know some of you out there are going, you know what, I really don't care. I don't care what other people think about me. It doesn't affect me at all. But I'm here to tell you it does in one way or another. And people are either saying, hey, you know, that's that guy that drinks a lot. You know, he likes beer. He likes whiskey. He's a bourbon guy. He's a football guy. He's not a sports guy. He's a go out and lay on the beach type of guy. You know, before I retired from the military, one of the things I used to do is I used to volunteer and teach insanity classes. They're in the hospital out on one of the lanais, one of the porches, I guess you'd call it. If you're not out here on the islands or in, in Florida, we call it a lanai. And I would teach insanity classes. So everybody knew me as the insanity guy. And, and it wasn't like the insane guy. It was the insanity guy, the guy that does the insanity workouts or the workout guy or the fitness guy. And people used to stop me in the dining facility in the cafeteria. And I would see what they were eating. And they would look at me like I was going to judge them because they have a handful, you know, they have a soda on their tray or they have a bunch of, you know, fried foods or something like that. I don't judge. I never did judge anybody there, but they just saw me like that. And they kind of felt bad to themselves because they weren't, they were eating poorly, but they were part of one of my insanity classes. So you can see kind of what I'm talking about, about this branding bit and how rather you have a business or not, you are being branded. So what do you want to be branded by? And you can get help with that. You can talk to somebody like Carlos that will help you find your brand, whether it's a personal brand or a business brand. And speaking of brands, right now, one of the biggest brands I am personally trying to build is this Men of Abundance brand, the Men of Abundance podcast, the Men of Abundance community. And all of you have a huge play in that. Because you're sharing, many of you are sharing Men of Abundance in one way or another. So far, I have spent zero dollars on branding, on marketing the Men of Abundance brand. It's all been word of mouth. And I got to say, we're doing pretty good, but we can always do better. As I always say, let's improve our foxhole. Let's help other men find Men of Abundance. The way you can do that, one of many, is to leave a rating and review on iTunes, you can subscribe to Men of Abundance and share Men of Abundance with everybody that you come in contact with. Find a way to share Men of Abundance with the people in your life. And speaking of five-star reviews, I want to read one of the last five-star reviews that I just received for Men of Abundance. This one is from GBF777. It starts out saying, About Time five-star review. So glad that you're doing this podcast. It is an avenue to all men so they can find the path on their journey to success. Thanks again for the time that you put into this. GBF77, I greatly appreciate that five-star review. And yes, it is about time. If you want to leave a five-star review or any review for that matter, please go to menofabundance.com. Click on any one of the podcasts, click on the podcast tab. Underneath every one of the podcasts, there's a player and there's several buttons there for you to leave a review, On subscribe on iTunes or even subscribe on Android and there's other buttons there as well. And what that does is pushes us up in the rankings in iTunes so more people can find Men of Abundance.
Now it's time to introduce you to our feature guest. As an experienced brand and consultant and creative powerhouse, Carlos Coppola specializes in building powerful dynamic brands with a point of differentiation. Carlos has contributed and consulted for successful brands ranging from established entrepreneurs to expanding businesses and global brands. His background includes Fortune 500 senior level creative and has over a decade of experience working with various branding design studios in Southern California. Carlos shares a commitment to elevated design and dynamic branding to help entrepreneurs and expanding businesses accelerate towards their highest potential. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Mr. Carlos Copra. Carlos, welcome to Men of Abundance, man. How are you doing? Doing well. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Indeed. Where are you at in the world? So I am about half an hour east of Sacramento up in Northern California. Nice. Yeah, I think last time we talked, I mentioned that I had been out there many, many years ago because my grandmother lived out there with, I think, who was either her second or third husband. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, it's beautiful up here. Um, I grew up in Orange County, so I miss surfing. Uh, but I'm just trying to appreciate the beauty um, everywhere I go because I've been traveling a lot. Yeah, that's the thing. When people think uh, California, that's certainly not Sacramento. <laughs> not what most people think yeah. of California anyway. They think L.A. or the beach or something of that nature, Hollywood. Yeah, it's more nature and woodsy than uh, I'm used to, but I'm loving it so far. I'm, I'm just grad- grateful to be here. Wonderful. Talking about being grateful, uh, I like to start out the show with that very thing. I like to start out with an attitude of gratitude, the way I start every single morning. So what do you have to be grateful for today, Carlos? Oh, gratitude. Oh, that's been a big part of my life. What am I grateful for today? Uh, Let's see here. You know, I've been getting busier and busier. And the more they get busier, the more I'm able to kind of really pick out who I want to work with as I build my portfolio of clients. So I'm just grateful to, to really have that momentum and, and be here with you and continue my message. So I think when you have a good momentum, you got to just keep it going. Yeah, being busy, you know, I want to find out, we're going to find out here what busy looks like to you. But having that opportunity and the ability to work with the people that you specifically want to work with, that right there is just huge for me. Because there are so many people out there that you could work with, that I could work with. I just choose not to. Um, because it's not that, not because of the work itself, but just some people just quite frankly aren't pleasant to work with, you know? Yeah, I believe in that. And I, I've heard it framed differently in uh, different environments. But being more polarizing is something that I continue to work on. So that sometimes you have to reject people. And I think the more clear that you are when you express what you're about... It kind of turns on some people and turns off some people. So and I think that's a good thing in the long run. Well, already in the conversation, we can tell that you're definitely a branding guy uh, and a branding for the right reason. And we're going to definitely get into that as well, because what you just said about presenting yourself to people uh, and so that you're attracting the right people into your life, not only for personal reasons, but for business reasons, that's what branding is all about. So let's talk a little bit about that. We talked a little bit about before we started the show here, basically what you're doing. Uh, but let's talk here on Men of Abundance. We really like to get to know the man behind the abundance. So let's get to know who you are. Who is Carlos? Oh, man. Well, like I said earlier, I grew up in Southern California um, in Orange County along the coast. Hardcore surfer, hardcore punk rocker, um, but always been super creative. And initially, after I got out of school, art school, I jumped into like this crazy corporate career, and I totally embraced it. And that's where I got all my Fortune 500 experience from, you know, as a brander and as a creative. Uh, but something happened to where I started to really kind of narrow in on the very high end lifestyle, and you know, living near Newport Beach in Orange County, I kind of embraced it, embraced all that luxury lifestyle, got sucked into it. So I, I took it for a test run, did the whole living near the beach and the multiple luxury cars, enjoyed it, but there wasn't a sense of complete fulfillment. I was also doing the cubicle lifestyle, Um, but it is what it is, and now that's kind of my mess. It was my mess, and I'm turning that into my message, Uh, but I've managed to escape the cubicle corporate American lifestyle about a couple years ago, and now I'm completely independent, small branding firm, 
Um, and that's where I'm at right now. And I feel like I'm more free. I have more flexibility as an entrepreneur. And I think in the long in the long run, I'm going to be more valuable to my community and those that I'm committed to serving. You know, with my branding specialties. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. You know, the experiences that you have in your life. Some people experience more at at an early age, and you know, before they hit their forties, thirties, forties, and fifties than others do and I truly truly believe that those experiences are what makes every individual that much more unique especially when it comes to branding now you talked about turning your mess into a message and that's what many of our guests end up doing and many people in general uh, if you can figure that out that figure out that your mess can be a beneficial to somebody else by just simply sharing it that's where so many books come from. That's where many of these podcasts come from. That's where many businesses come from. Is just somebody realizes they're missing something in their life or they have a mess in their life and they figure out a way to fix that or they figure out a way to circumvent that or whatever the case is for personal reasons. And then somebody comes along and says, hey, you know, it might be a good idea for you to share that information with somebody else and turn that into a business. So I would like to find out what that mess was. Here We like to... Really, here on Men of Abundance, we call it that kick in the gut moment that takes you to your knees, whether it's personal or business. And, uh, you know, share that story with us. Share that kick in the gut moment with us and make us feel that. Oh, man. Well, I've always been like a high performer. I've always been really competitive, came from like an athletic background. I had awesome parents, so they were always supportive. But I think the kick in the gut moment for me was – when I was, I've always been a passionate person, and I think I gave my career, my 10-year creative career, really everything that I had. But my kick in the gut moment was when I started really opening up, and I started following Ty Lopez and reading more of the business uh, mindset books from Peter Drucker and Warren Buffett. And the kick in the moment for me was, I think, it was uh, early, a couple of years ago when I was in my cubicle. And then I stumbled upon this exercise that said, percentage-wise, log how much time you're spending for yourself and how much time you're spending dedicating it to the success of others. And, you know, it wasn't to my surprise that I was spending a majority of my time on the weekends, during the week, just basically making my bosses really wealthy. And I was super creative, super talented, but it was just an aha moment for me when I realized, whoa, like... If I really want want to start building abundance of wealth for myself, I need to start dedicating this and start educating and working more on myself. That 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 was like opened my mind up completely. Yeah, I like that exercise. That's actually something that I do with some of the guys that I work with and I've done with myself. That's one of the reasons why I got into this whole abundant journey is that I did I took inventory of that myself and realized that I was a little bit different, though, because I was, I was active duty military, but in my personal life, I was consistently trying to do whatever I could to make a few extra bucks to make, you know, really, honestly, I was doing what I could to make that seven-figure income, and I realized that I was just spinning my wheels because ultimately what I wanted was happiness and freedom. Those are the two things I really wanted, and I wanted that for my family, and I realized I was missing out on so much right there at home because I was spending so much time really just chasing something that I already had in my life. And I, I just had to close my computer and look at it, you know. That's what it really came down to. So thanks for sharing that, man. I really appreciate that. And it's, it's where did you get that exercise from? Where did that originally originate from? Oh, uh, you know what? I was so desperate at some point to really, like, leave the corporate lifestyle that I started to really invest in uh, multiple different programs um, I'm familiar with you know a program from uh, Nick Unsworth, Life on Fire. Mm-hmm. Then I invested into the Accelerator program with Ty Lopez. So I can't really pinpoint where I got that from, but I know it kept surfacing in a lot of like personal development books. Basically, you know, inventory and allocate your time wisely, and that that opened me up completely. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> I, I'm the same way. I read so many books, listen to so many podcasts. You know, talk to so many men, and I, 
I've, I've just got a smorgasbord of information in my head and activities that I do. I can't possibly, half the time I'll, I'll quote, you know, I'll, I'll say a quote and I'll say it was Zig Ziglar and then I'll remember later, that wasn't Zig Ziglar, that was Brian Tracy or somebody like that. It's just so much stuff in my head, I, I totally get that. So what was that enough is enough moment? At what point did you, you know, you started making that transition and you took that inventory in your life. What did that look like as you started transitioning? I started, well, it seems like I've always been trying to fulfill something. And I think what really helped me turn the corner was once I started reading. What's funny is I was never a huge reader in school. I was sort of a poor student academically, but being creative. So I started reading a ton of books and that's where I really started to kind of take off. And as soon as I started reading a ton of books, I just knew that I had to take the leap. And I can't say it was all perfect timing because it's you know there's been a lot of speed bumps when I left corporate. I, I can't really say that I was prepared to leave it and I didn't have a stream of steady clients, but I sort of took the plunge cold turkey. And I, I knew that in the long run that was gonna be the, the best decision. But I kept trying to fulfill these voids with materialistic things and, and I think that's a post that I, I think I saw you engage with on my social media you know so I was really paying attention to material things such as cars and I still love cars there's nothing wrong with that uh, but my attention was really wasn't going to seeking knowledge and really building my mindset from a business and creative standpoint so I just knew that I needed to do something really drastic and big and that's when I just I went I took the leap man I just put it all in and said, here we go, putting on my seatbelt, let's do this. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And that's where, you know, I had seen you in my circles. We have a lot of the same acquaintances and a lot of the same connections. And some some of those folks are close friends of mine now. And when you made that post, it just really stood out and you really put yourself out there. And that's what I liked about it. You were so vulnerable and so real about it. And then, of course, you know, being social media, I'm going to be straight honest with you. I looked at it, and I already knew, saw some of the stuff you were posting. I looked at other things that you were doing, other things you were involved in, other people you were connected with, and it just really hit home. So I said, I got to get this guy on the show. It's a perfect conversation. So now you're you're doing this this branding. You know, I would like to talk a little bit about that. I don't really like to highlight the the business side of what we do here at men of abundance because we like to keep it really into the individual but your branding goes beyond just branding for businesses or or anything like what norm what the average person would think about in the terms of branding you take it to a little bit higher level yeah and that's sort of been my mess a little bit because i you know i've been in the branding world for about 12 years now and you know, I was so frustrated with branding and being a creative that I kind of wanted just to run away with it completely. And that was kind of my victim perspective on, oh, man, this has been my mess. Look what I got myself into. I'm not fulfilled. Uh, but reading all these books, you know, and, and framing this from abundant mentality perspective, I just took ownership and said, hey, you know what? It's been my mess. I've worked with so many branding firms and creative agencies that I'm just going to take a responsible outlook and just completely own it and embrace it, but just change the purpose of it to where before I was making my bosses wealthy, I'm always still going to have all that knowledge inside me and that, that gift that I've been given to. So I just said, all right, it's just right, I'm just slightly shifting course, applying everything that I know from branding, but now with a different, unique purpose, specifically for entrepreneurs that are really trying to make a difference in the world and make some bigger impact than just that Fortune 500 company that's just trying to focus on the bottom line. So really, for me, you know, and I thought about this a little bit before, like what does abundance mean? And for me, it really means taking responsibility for the gift that you've been given, just taking ownership and just, you know, being blessed with it and just flourishing from that, from that access point. So when I look at branding, I think of there's this very creative side that has to, you know, take place you know, and that's usually visually, but there's also this analytical side that has to be strategic and more left brain side. So I think a good brander, what I learned, has really is able to go and look at be left brain and right brain and kind of shift back and forth from analytical and creative and to look at branding holistically to where it's not just your website and it's not just the marketing 
and it's not just one component, but it's the whole synergy of everything coming together. And like I said before, I've always been competitive and coming from athletic background. To be high performance in anything, you got to really look at you know everything holistically. And so I realized, wow, if I really want to stand out from other branders, I'm going to have to take a different approach. And that's my unique kind of mess that I'm turning into my message now. And you know, like a quick example, if you want to be a high performance basketball player, you can only get so far until you start to look at your sleep, your nutrition, your equipment. So you know, taking a high level perspective and inventory of everything that equates to your success, you can do that personally and you can also do that with the business. So that's kind of what I help to fulfill when I'm helping a client. Um, and I can do that. I can do the creative stuff with my eyes closed. Um, it's just the, the research part and the digging real deep on who this person is and how they want their business to be presented. That takes a little bit of work, but I think a courage, courageous leader is willing to put that work in so that they, they can own that authentic brand. Yeah, so how much does that play into, so when you get started with a business, do you start with, kind of get an idea of who their customer is, or do you kind of see, I know it's probably all in one, but when you get started with them, are you more concerned about who their customer is or who they are as a person? Because I say that because I know in my experience, I've, I've talked to a lot of guys who want to start a business and they have this great idea, this great product, and it works great for them, but it's just not really, they don't know who their avatar is. They don't know who their customer would be. So it'd be kind of hard to market that and kind of hard to brand it. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, man, my style is I go deep into the history of that individual and what made up that individual, what drives that individual, and really pull out what is it that they're trying to achieve you know, with their brand and who they represent and what they stand for. And then once we, it's basically this inward outward approach. You know, if we look at any performance vehicle or body, what are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? How can they better serve, you know, the environment or, you know, the atmosphere that they're in? I look at really inwardly, you know, from a real deep perspective on who they are and why they are that. And then we can consider who can we serve and why we can serve them and look at the mechanics and all the technical stuff that you can get from any you know big branding agency. But first I look inward. I think that's where you have to start. I go direct directly to the heart. Yeah, that's very unique. And I'll, I know that for a fact because I've talked to a couple branding folks who have helped me with my personal branding and, and doing what I can to get men of abundance, really to reach as many men as I can who are looking for what we're doing here. Uh, and quite frankly, most of them, you know, they they don't they don't ask those questions. They don't get into that conversation about, okay, who are you? Why are you doing this? What's your background? Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Um, you know, what was your what's your vocation been in the past? What do you like doing? What what? How do you feel? You know, when you're in that flow, what are you doing? Type of thing. And so I, th I think that's a brilliant and extremely, extremely important to take it from that angle. And that's what makes you really stand out. Thank you. I appreciate that. It just, it takes a little bit of work and it's not the, it's not the quickest way to run a business. You know, I, I have a lot of competitors that are kind of zooming past me and really scaling up and, and turning clients fast. But I like the slower approach to where I'm building I have less clients, but I'm building relationships with them. And in the long term, in the long term, I think that's more of a sustainable business kind of model. And I enjoy it. That I enjoy the research and getting to know someone and looking at their their timeline of their history. And sometimes, a lot of the times, it involves looking at the crap that that they went through because that's where I pull all the gold nuggets. That's my secret mm -hmm. formula: is I pull out all the gold nuggets from the crap and the mess that people went through because that's what makes them unique. Right. Yeah, we're, we're, we're coming full circle and coming back to that mess. And basically, that's ultimately what makes people tick is their experiences and what they've gone through. Yeah, 100, no Excellent. doubt. So speaking of some of your clients, and you know, I don't want you to use any names or anything that you can't use or any company names or personal names, but what are some good news stories of what you've done for some companies that were kind of struggling in the branding sense and uh, that you've helped them out? What have you done for them and, and where have they gone? Uh, I just took recently took on a, a client there where what they do is they help 
companies move, well, they help individuals move, and they're targeting a higher-end audience. Uh, but what they're doing is they're getting rid of those traditional moving boxes. So when you move, you, you go buy 50 cardboard boxes, right? Uh, but what they do is they rent plastic bins, and you basically rent 100 of them, you move, and then you return them. And have you heard of that? Yeah, kind of somebody, because being in the military, people move all the time. Now, generally, we have people that move for us, but literally just recently, somebody was moving, and they used that. They used a service. I don't know if it's the same service, but they, they used a service just like that. They dropped off all these bins, they filled them up, and then the company actually came and picked them up and relocated them. There, there's, there was different levels of the service. You could either use the bins, relocate yourself, or you could use their services to pick the bins up and relocate them. Yeah, and actually this is a perfect example because this concept isn't new. It's been around for a few years, maybe even longer. But what's happening is there's a ton of new companies doing this because they jumped on the bandwagon of like, oh, you can buy these from, from China, wherever, order them. All of a sudden, you're up and running. So there's all these franchise models. But what I help people do is go beyond like the product because we all have a product, we all have a service, but what, what, how can we culturally integrate ourselves into the communities and provide this bigger message? So we did a little bit of research and everyone was just basically saying, singing the same tune in that industry saying, hey, get rid of waste, get rid of landfill, unneeded cardboard boxes, use our plastic bins. And that was great, but you know when it first came out, it was hot. But now that the market is saturated, which will happen to any market, now they're just kind of camouflaging and blending in. So we decided to look at, like, how can we take this a step further and really make a message? And so now we're looking at, because they're serving higher-end audiences, which basically entails moving these large estates and these really big, you know, almost like mansions, a lot of these people throw away a lot of things when they move. So now we're looking and playing with different ideas of donating back to the community, giving extra bins so that whatever shoes they're going to toss out or books, we can donate these books. And instead of them going to the trash, we can take them to needy families or ship them across the world or maybe go clean up the beach, you know, because uh, the owner is a surfer. And so now we're looking at this business from, yeah, we're, we're renting bins, but we're really we're changing the world. And that's our message. And I think I gravitate towards a business as, that has a cause and a meaning and a purpose instead of just any old product that you can get anywhere. And so that's a little example of how we can take a traditional business model and really make it be innovative and promising and, and have it kind of integrate into the community. That is really, really abundant thinking. I absolutely love that. You just take a, a regular old humdrum you know, bin rental type of business and you take it just to a whole new level, giving back to the community and so much more. It's just amazing. And it's, you can do that with so many different products and services. Yeah, you definitely can. It just takes a little bit of creativity. And I think when you hire a good brander, they should be able to fulfill on that creative role to where they're looking at not just giving you what you need, whether it be your logo or your website, but really looking at the vision of like, how can this really be scaled up on a completely different you know, level? And that's, you know, a mentor should do that. Your client, whoever you hire should always do that. And that's how you know you're getting your value for, for the price that you're charging is when people are really taking your idea and really pushing the envelope of that. Yeah, absolutely. And from a business standpoint, I refer to that type of business, whether it started out that way or not. But at this point, it's it's to what I refer to as a for-purpose business because they are not only providing a service just to make a profit. Uh, ultimately, every business has to make a profit. Otherwise, they're not going to be in business very long. But they're taking it to another level and being a for-purpose business, meaning they also have a purpose to the community. They have a purpose to you know, everybody involved. And it, I just love that type of business model. Yeah, that's definitely definitely the way to go. And, you know, back in the day, you didn't really need that as much. But now with the Internet and so many businesses flourishing and, you know, in, a, in all these noisy, crowded marketplaces, like, you have to do something different. There's no mm -hmm. way you can really, you know, last a long time in your market if you're not radically different. And I one thing that I like to really point out 
is that I don't really like to call myself a brander. I like to look at myself more as an illustrator um, because ultimately that's my goal with every business is to become an, become their illustrator um, because I'm just helping inform the ideas that they have and really help them tell their own story. Every brand should have a story. So that's one thing that helps me kind of approach every single client is look at myself as a brander because when I'm telling this story verbally and visually, everything else in between doesn't matter. It's just it varies per client. So yeah, I'm an, I'm an illustrator at heart and, and I have fun doing it. I'm glad you said that because the story behind a business really can be the difference between somebody doing business with one, like let's say the bin company, you know, somebody doing business with one bin company versus another one offering the same type of service, even if they were offering everything else. If the, if the business owners, the CEOs, the founders, if they share the story about how that got started and why, uh, it, it, it just becomes more personal. And people truly like to do business that they know and trust. Just by sharing that story and being a little bit vulnerable and being real about it. You know, you, you people these days, they know right away if there's something fake out there. If it's just not adding up, it's not making sense. But if it's truly your story and it's the reason why most businesses just have the most amazing stories. Uh, and, and they don't put it out there. They're just doing business. Whereas if they were to share that story in the right way and in the right places with the right people, then it makes so much of a difference because people do truly make a decision. I personally do. I've made a decision to do business with one business or another, one service or another, based on their story and and how and why they got started. Yeah, no, totally. This is funny how this, I like the flow of our conversation uh, because when you do that, when you tell your story, you can be an authentic, raw you know, your brand could become this authentic, raw extension of who you are. And I really believe that, you know, at the core, that's what branding should be is, is an authentic extension of who you are. And when you're authentic, you know, with me, I thought about like, okay, do I need to prepare for this podcast? It's like, you know, it's my first podcast. Do I? And then I said, I really don't because I'm just being authentic, speaking about who I am and where I'm headed and how I got here. So I didn't really need to prepare so yeah, when you're you know totally on the money, when people when people hear your unique story, they're either gonna love it or hate it. And the more that you brand yourself authentically, if you think about it, it's the most efficient way to build a business for long-term success. Because what happens is people gravitate towards you, and instead of you know focusing on so much marketing and so much advertising, you know I'm not against it. You should, but when you tell this unique story, people spread the word and people just come to you and it requires less effort and then it frees up time for you to focus on what you love doing, you know, delivering your service and people, you're just a magnet. You actually literally attract business. It's crazy. Absolutely correct. And I have people contact me once in a while that are fairly new to being a podcast guest. They don't generally do it and they want to tell me their whole story. They want to get on the phone ahead of time and they want to communicate over social media ahead of time. And most of the time, I'm like, look, I, I know enough about you to know that I want to have this conversation for the podcast. Not every conversation I've had made it to the podcast because, quite frankly, I can just, honestly, it feels like BS. And it doesn't make sense for, my, for, the, for what I'm trying to do and the audience that I'm building here. And I don't find it as a service to men of abundance. But... I like to have that candid conversation, uh, and I don't like to know too much about the personal side ahead of time. Like, let's say Jay Pepizan or Cameron Harold, who was the CEO of uh, um, 1-800-GOT-JUNK and took that company to the stratosphere. I knew about him. I've seen his TED Talks. I knew the business side of him, but I didn't really know the personal side of him, and I didn't want to know ahead of time because I wanted to have this candid conversation. The other thing you said was some people are going to love your story or they're going to hate it. The fact of the matter is tell your story the way you tell your story and let it be your story because, quite frankly, some people are going to hate it, and that's okay. You cannot please everybody all the time, and if you are, that's when you start getting into that BS line to where you're not really being authentic and you're just trying to please everybody so that you can attract everybody for the money. That's the way I see it. That's the way I call it. Yeah, I totally agree. And what's scary is, you know, as we 
kind of advanced with new generations and, you know, going from boomers to X generation to the millennials. Like millennials nowadays, they can sniff out, you know, when a brand isn't authentic and when they aren't, you know, fully raw and real. And that really deters them. And it's crazy because millennials are kind of becoming the majority of the consumer force. And so as they kind of expand, if our business models aren't expanding to really cater to their needs, and all they want is authentic brands that aren't necessarily in it for the money, you know, once we start to understand that more, then we can really drive those markets and, and really connect with them. And at the end of the day, like that's what we all should be doing, right? Is just connecting with our audience and really delivering and, and scaling from there. Exactly, wonderful. So Carlos, we're at the point where we're gonna pay it forward to our abundant leaders, you ready to do that? Let's boogie. Excellent. I love that. Let's boogie. So, (laughs) (laughs) hey guys, if I've been at all successful in convincing you that you need some sort of a side hustle, you're out looking right now for some way to build a side hustle or build upon an idea that you already have. And you're trying to learn things like building a website. What website should I use? What provider should I use? What kind of marketing should I do? Online marketing, social media marketing. Should I look at these new bots, these Facebook bots? How do I create an email list? What autoresponder do I use? I mean, I can go on and on with all of the different intricate parts of starting a business, whether it's online, offline, brick and mortar, out of your home, whatever it is, you name it, you don't have to look any further. You can get it all in one place in a membership site called Freedom, F-R-E-E-D-Y-M. And I'm a member of Freedom. I'm always in there. I'm always learning new things. They're consistently adding new video tutorials, which is the way that I like to learn. I like to watch the video, pause it, then go implement it, then start it again and continue on from there. And you can go back all the time, anytime that you want and watch these videos. Freedom is dubbed the Netflix for entrepreneurs because there are so many videos in there from all kinds of different people, not the same person. That's the cool thing about it. Yes, Ryan Lee is the creator of Freedom, and you'll hear him a lot, but he also brings on other experts that are experts in their fields, people that he learns from, and he shares that information with all the members within Freedom. Now, you can get access to Freedom by going to menofabundance.com, click on the resources tab, and scroll down and you'll see the Freedom logo. Now, if you are looking to get started with Freedom, I am asking you to use that link because it is linked back to me. Because since becoming a member and absolutely loving everything in there, I became an advocate and then I found out I could become an affiliate. What that means is for everybody that signs up from that link, Men of Abundance gets a kickback. And I say Men of Abundance because that's going back into keeping the mic on. And as I start generating more income through Men of Abundance, a portion of the income is going to various charities that I'm aligned with. So not only are you going to get the best training that you're going to find online to start any type of online business or brick and mortar business, you're also going to be helping me keep the mic on and helping a charity. How awesome is that? Paying it forward multiplied. Now go take a look at what freedom can do for you at menofabundance.com forward slash resources or just click on the resources tab at menofabundance.com. Now let's get back to the conversation. Share with our abundant leaders one to three actionable steps that they can take today. Uh, let's see, three steps to, you know, should I should I frame it as far as like branding or just uh, yeah, abundant? Yeah, whichever, whichever way you feel more comfortable. Let's kick it up a notch. Let's go four steps. I'll give you kind of like four gold nuggets that I think will help any brand. And you may be good on one or four, three of these areas, but... To be able to fortify any of these areas will help you make, you know, you, you'll get ahead in your brand. So the first one would be is clarity, is really get clear on what you represent so that you can be authentic and really look at where you want to steer this ship, which is, you know, your brand, you know, well-positioned and well-informed brands and businesses, you know, they, they really are the future. So get clear. That's clarity, number one. Number two is get into a community you know and that's community and whether it's finding mentors or you know being you know creating your own tribe like what you're doing Wally 
is you know with men of abundance and kind of committing to your niche and your audience that right there is going to skyrocket you forward because you know you got you have to have some sort of a movement some sort of a cause so that's community the third one which will help and this is where i see a lot of newer smaller entrepreneur businesses lacking is really kick up that creativity and if you're not creative work with creative people that can bring in some source of light and not uh, you know provide a novel direction and here's the best way to start to to really harness creativity into your business is don't look at for inspiration inside of your industry you know if you're in if you're a jazz player stop looking at jazz music start looking at heavy metal music hip hop music what can you bring in you know and if you're a health coach what can you bring in outside of the health industry that will be a valuable a value and really give your business a new spin to where people when they look at you they think or they look at your business they're like wow this is different and they're intrigued and you have their attention from there you can deliver your message so creativity is a huge one then the fourth one is uh, what I like to call capability. You have to, at the end of the day, own something, laser focus on one thing, and really master your service. You know, whatever you're delivering, just really own it, and then scale up from there, so that it really supports a unique message. Man, if you if you become a master and you focus, because I think we have too many one-stop shops that try to cater to everything. So if you look at clarity, community, creativity, or capability and look at where you're weak and try to reinforce that area, you're headed in the right direction. And sometimes, you know, be open to getting help or j jump on a strategy call with someone that knows, you know, something about the expert the expertise that you're looking for and just stay open-minded. That's going to grow any business. Wonderful. Absolutely love it. I love all of those actions. And thanks for that extra one. <laughs> That's really good stuff, man. What daily habits make the biggest impact in your life? Oh, how I start my morning, no doubt. The first hour of how I start my morning impact my life drastically from meditating to knowing what I'm going to achieve to um, you know just jumping out of bed and be stoked on what I'm going to do today and just getting out and getting some sort of oxygen, whether it's working out or a simple walk um, and just implementing those disciplines and habits, that sets the tone for my entire day. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Morning. There's a there's a theme here amongst people who are achievers and at various levels of success. All of them have some sort of daily routine. So you I know you're a heavy reader. You already mentioned that quite a few times. So what are you reading or listening to now that you would recommend to our abundant leaders and why? Uh, I read a lot, but you know what? I have this thing lately to where I'm not looking to expand my library because it's already pretty expansive. So now I'm going back into books and rereading books that I really that that really have kind of been valuable for me. So I'm rereading Peter Drucker's Managing Oneself. It's like a quick little read you can read on your lunch, and it's basically about constantly evaluating yourself throughout the years so that you can improve yourself. Um, and really assess your performance, but naturally on like how you've exceeded and where you have failed and where you have really kind of moved forward and documenting it. That is a great, great plan. I say this all the time to people who ask me, you know, what book should I rec would I recommend to them? And generally, I always want to know where they're at in life, what they want to do, where they're headed, all that kind of stuff. And why do they want to read a book? Are they reading it for personal development? Are they reading it to uh, improve a skill or gain a skill or something of that nature? And then I can recommend a book. But I always tell them, you know, if for instance, especially with skills, personal development's one thing. There's, they're, they're all basically saying the same thing in different ways and with different contexts and different voices and whatnot. But when it comes to skills, you can read one person's skill book on how to build an online business and SEO and all that kind of stuff. Then you can read five others and they can have different techniques and whatnot. I tell them, if you're going to read that type of book, master one book. Master two to three skills. Don't go jumping from author to author, guru to guru, because they're doing things slightly different. You're going to end up on a treadmill doing a whole lot of nothing. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it, and that's 
the, the, the common scenario of the overwhelmed entrepreneur where they're just getting mm-hmm. gold nuggets from everyone and it's just like at the end of the day you're like man I have so many different insights that you can't create your own and that's funny you mention it is I'm and that's the reason why I'm not buying more books I will always love books but I'm scaling back on how much I'm consuming because I'm more at that phase in my development where I'm creating more and now I'm, I'm having to do more of you know what I'm doing right now and doing more live videos so I'm curating all of my unique message now from all of the years of reading and you know kind of mindset wealth accumulation and now I'm creating like what does this make how does this make sense for me and what is it how do I tie in my story to everything that I know now and so that's why I'm scaling back from from the reading and I do read still just not as much but I think you have to look at that point in your life where you kind of start to really filter out you know I don't need to need more books to become I already am everything in the present now I just need to kind of get into that more um, active kind of just be present and just freaking own it excellent excellent that's exactly the point I'm making so what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance other than what you just mentioned as far as getting overwhelmed in you know so much information out there commitment I think it Mm. takes a lot of courage for someone to commit and have the patience and say, you know what, you know, like if, if for the for the guy starting a car wash business and he's like he's taking on every single car, every single job, you know, he's just being in that survival mode. But when when you commit to like, hey, I only wash luxury cars two, three years older and that's my commitment, that's my niche and that's my area of expertise. That's where you're going to really turn the corner in your business personally and professionally. So I think when you're not able to commit and you're just taking on all sorts of work and you're just a one-stop shop and you're fulfilling every single thing that people come up to you, people are controlling your life. You should control your business and be in control of how you run that. So commit and laser focus. Man, I 100% agree. But i got to say, you just brought up an old memory of mine. One of my very first jobs that I did was at a detail shop and they only detailed like Jaguars, limousines, Porsches, so on and so forth. And we did top to bottom, bumper to bumper. And then we would deliver the car to the person's place of business once we were done with it. Top, top service. Unbelievable. I didn't get paid that much, but I know they were making some bank. Oh, yeah. And at some (laughs) point, at some point, it doesn't matter how much they're charging. And that's why when you're yeah. When you're an expert, you don't. You, it doesn't matter. Like, you can charge whatever because no one else has dared to zone in as much as you have dared to. You know, it takes some balls. Mm-hmm. Like I, I grew up around turbo cars, like specifically Audis. And when it was time for me to repair these Audis, I didn't take them to a shop that worked on every single. I took it to like not even a German automobile. I took it to a guy that only works on turbo Audis. And when he said the price. I was like, man, that's insane. But it didn't matter because I trusted them and I knew he was an expert. And I saw all the all the R8s and the RS4s. I was like, all right, I think this is my guy. I ain't going nowhere. I've been. I know what it's like to go to the one-stop shop. Absolutely, a lot to be said for excellent service from the experts. So, what does living a life of abundance mean to you, Carlos? Uh, letting go of the past. You got to let go of the past and not be in that victim role and just say, hey, you know what, take responsibility and just everything that happened in the past, instead of looking at it like a drag, just own it, pick it up and be like, this is who I am and this is how I'm rolling forward and that's the gift you've been given. So just take it, accept it, be responsible and share it with the world. That is indeed the gift you've been given. I absolutely love it and I love to stand on the theme of turning your mess into your message before I let you go, what did we not talk about that you would like to share with our abundant leaders in this conversation? Um, what did we not talk about? Let's see. No, man, we had so many good points. The flow was so was so smooth. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, one thing I'll invite anyone is to stay in that open-minded, curious role. I think being open, and I run into a lot of small businesses that are kind of like, no, I know everything. And I notice that the wealthiest people, I see this kind of pattern 
that the wealthiest people are always in a state of curiosity to where they're like, you know what, I don't know everything. Tell me what you know, even though they may be experts in one thing. So don't be afraid to get help or seek advice from other experts that could shed light into your world. And saying that, you know, hopefully I can give you the link and invite anyone that has is willing to invest, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes to get a free brand consultation. I'm willing to, you know, shed some light into your world and exchange knowledge. And man, that's, that's what a knowledge society and an abundant community is all about is exchanging knowledge and supporting each other. So yeah, I invite anyone to a brand consultation. If that's cool with you, Wally, I'll shoot you the link and jump on my calendar and, you know, get booging. Absolutely. So, so powerful what you just said there. And it's very abundant of you to share your time with our abundant leaders, those who are willing to uh, seek help. And if that is something that you're looking for in the branding sense, then most definitely we will have that linked uh, linked up in the show notes at menofabundance.com. Just search Carlos and it's K-A-R-L-O-S. Just search Carlos and it'll pop right up and you will have access to that and the link will be in there. See what Carlos is about. Really upstanding dude and I know he's going to take good care of you. Get on the call. At least just get on the call with him. See what it's like to be on the call with a guy like this. And uh, I know you're going to get a lot of good out of it whether you decide to go on with his services or not. Carlos, man, really, really good conversation. Absolutely loved it. I knew it would be. So um, I really want to thank you for your time, and I want you to go off and continue living your life of abundance. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Man, I look forward to continuing our relationship, staying connected, and you know, and you keep growing because that's what it's all about, right? Most definitely. Absolutely. The more we grow, the more men we help. Yeah, let's get it. All right, let's go crush it. All right, brother. Aloha. All right, cheers. All right, men of abundance. I'm telling you, I got so much out of that conversation personally about branding myself and branding my business. And Carlos and I had a little conversation afterwards that really blew my mind. He really helped me out quite a bit. Uh, kind of gave me that little bit of a taste of a call that you're going to get a chance to get if you click on the link in the show notes at menofabundance.com forward slash 117. And you're going to be able to get on the line with Carlos, get some information for your branding, for your business, and whatever it is that you have going on, I highly recommend it. Now, go out and live your life of abundance. And men, make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.